Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and other host of the show, Edward Robles. What's up, guys? Episode 34, Edward. Yeah, I think you already know where I'm going with this one. I already saw the look on your face. <laughs> where are you going with this? Episode 34, the Shaka episode. I fucking hate you. Granite Shaka. I hate you. Shaka. Check the maracas. Shaka, 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 shaka. So disrespectful to number 34. <laughs> Especially from the fact that we're both from Houston. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, obviously you're not from Houston. Um, the number 34 is actually a very significant number to many Houstonians. Uh, I guess Houston sports fans to be more specific. And that is because there's three iconic players that have played for Houston that have worn number 34. And those players are Nolan Ryan, former Houston Astros pitcher, also plays for the, played for the Texas Rangers. He played for a lot of teams, but, you know, did retire with the Texas Rangers. Well, got into the Hall of Fame with the Texas Rangers. Did play with the Houston Astros. I feel like his Astros career was a little bit more significant than his Rangers career. But, I mean, he did have the... The, the fight, his, his little fight that he had with the Texas Rangers. I don't know, but I mean, he chose to retire with the Texas Rangers. He, t- he chose to go into the Hall of Fame as a Texas Ranger, so I can't really say anything else from that. But also, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon from the Houston Rockets, NBA champion. Um, and Earl Campbell, running back for the Houston Oilers. So, the number 34, I think, is a very special number to Houston. It's a random number, because obviously, well, and for soccer fans, it's a random number, because you know, in soccer, most players usually tend to, usually tend to go with lower numbers, like yeah. 10, 9, 7, 6, 8, you know, that could go on, basically. Yeah, they usually like to take with a single digit numbers or or a, a sub like 25, I think is around usually those numbers they usually stick with. But, I mean, in, more, in majority sports, you know, they usually go pretty high with their numbers. But yeah, so 
that's like but yeah like i said those are like the three iconic players so and obviously all their numbers are, are retired or at least i would assume so because obviously the oilers are no longer here in houston they're now the tennessee titans i don't know if they retired 34 at tennessee or anything but i'm sure if if, if the oilers were still in houston or that Texans were allowed to have the history of the Oilers with them. I'm sure they would have had 34 retired. Um, but for the Houston Nationals, number 34 is retired, and as well for the Rockets, 34 is also retired. So, yeah, it's a very special group of players, um, which once again, like I said, means a lot to the city of Houston. But anyways, Edward, we have a big show for. Ooh. It's pretty packed. It's a packed show. I mean, I don't want to like oversell anything or like that but yeah it's a pretty big show um we i, I don't want to say we got headlines because essentially we're just going to be talking we're, we're, we're going to bring up some other things that are happening on the world soccer but we're basically going to touch up on the, the super, super league. league so for you guys to to be fully updated and see our our, our two cents on, i mean you guys already know how we feel about super league but uh that but now it. We've, we had a chance to break it down kind of yeah so this is now i was talking about the like literally the aftermath. everything that's going on basically from the before and then now the aftermath and then, you know kind of basically going through the full the full what is it the full six feet yeah exactly so we'll talk about super league we're also going to have our debate topic because that's always there um obviously do our game recaps uh players of the week game previews and then wrap things up with three up three down um so we can't wait to get going with it but before we do we're gonna go ahead and take a break and you can go ahead and listen to the ad for one of our great partners that we highly recommend you should take advantage of because not only are you going to get yourself taken care of but you're also going to be supporting us um and like i said the dream one day is for us to one not do this in my bedroom and two um hopefully have this as our main job yeah so let's do it (laughs) hector what was your new year's resolution same one as every year read more why every year well with school and work it's simply hard to find time to read what if instead of reading you listen to someone read your books for you on audible 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 has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience i like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work what if i don't like audible you can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. Combat movie. It's <laughs> um, so. nothing to do with sports, but yeah, you know. Yeah, we, we, I mean, it was enjoyable. I was entertained. I... I'm not gonna spoil it, but it was an entertaining movie. See, this this it. is something I wouldn't spoil because it literally just came out. Yeah, what Friday? Well, last week. Yeah, but yes, this is this I will count as if I were to have said something about it, it would have been a spoiler, not a movie that came out freaking twenty years ago. And oh, they, well, if they haven't watched it, they wouldn't watch it. <laughs> so, oh. so there's that. Um, but anyways, Edward, so we talked about this last week. Not necessarily like in depth because obviously you guys know we record these on Monday. We usually we record our shows on Monday and then we drop them on Friday. Um, so obviously a lot of shit has happened <laughs> since, since we talked about it. Specific, actually, technically last week we, we had the show on Sunday, but that was just because, you know, my brother's birthday. But a lot of shit has happened with the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know, when we were talking about it, it literally was 
the news dropped. We saw, you know, the reactions and all that. But now, oh, <laughs> what a what a chain of events that happened with the Super what League announcement. Yeah. And not even a week. It was not even a week. It didn't, really, it didn't last very long. But it, it's like the end, but with a question mark at the end. Because, you know, it's probably not. It's not over. Yep. But anyways, so kind of give you guys a little bit of the Super League. So the teams that were that were involved with the Super League, the total teams were um, the six teams from England were Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham. From Spain, you had Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. And from Italy, you had AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus. The Super League would be a midweek tournament, kind of similar to the Champions League. Um, and basically, what it would have been is just a large uh, table, basically a, a, a league of its own, which obviously is Super League, uh, where there there would be still some qualifying spots. No one's entirely sure how you qualify for those spots. But you had some qualify. You had five qualifying spots because I guess they were planning to get another three founding members. Yeah. And um. But yeah, so they were gonna have five qualifying. So out of fifteen teams, out of twenty teams, five qualifying spots, and they would play. And obviously, they would the each match. I think was you were supposed to get like four hundred million or some shit. Like I know you're supposed to get a lot of money in it. Uh, TV deal. They had JP Morgan ready to help fund it. I believe they gave them like. Three or four billion dollars, somewhere along those lines. But they were they were prepared, thinking that this was gonna this was gonna be the future of these teams. Essentially, from what I took from it, is the rich clubs want to get richer, and, and they tried to do something where, oh, well, no one wants to see us play against a Sparta Moscow, or you know, or see us play against a Dinamo Kiev. People just want to see Juventus take on Barcelona. Yeah, they want to see the big teams. You know, they'll they'll watch. They'll they'll definitely watch when those teams play. And 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 that's the issue. The issue with me was that this was very close. Yes, there's five qualifying spots, but it's still closed up. What happens if Arsenal gets relegated? Are they still deemed worthy of the Super League? They're, they play in the championship, but they're still a Super League team. There's no consequence it, for the Super League teams. What if they're last place in the Super League? What if what if Juve just doesn't aren't just that aren't that deep and they finish last in the Super League? Like, is that a team worthy of the Super League? They couldn't even beat the other five qualifying teams. The, the other five teams that don't beat that aren't deemed a founding member of the Super League. Yeah, and so for me, that's the issue. There needs to be a qualifying factor. You have to earn your. That's what I like about Champions League, is you have to earn your spot in Champions League. Yep, it's not given to you, and it's the same thing with with all the leagues. Like just because you're the best club, just because you have all the money, doesn't necessarily guarantee you. It probably does, sort of, kind of give you a better shot, but that doesn't guarantee. I mean, look, Leicester City had one of the most amazing runs, and they had guys that no one ever heard of. No one knew about Jamie Vardy. Nope. This kid literally came from the bottom. Yep. And and became and became next thing you know gets called up with the English national team. You wouldn't get those stories, especially now with the champions uh, with the with the Super League. And so there's my issue with the Super League. I just didn't like that part. Um, 
And uh, let's let's face it, Edward. It, it was not received very positively. No, it wasn't. Like every, all the fans were just all against it, big time. There was really like no, honestly, no fans. Hell, even the some of the the players, the teams themselves were wearing like soccer jerseys that said like you know you got to earn it. You know, I like, mean, you had opposing teams, and it, it definitely wasn't a good look when. That was a rough weekend for all the Super League teams because I don't think I think some won, but not a lot. It was definitely like an overall team effort. I, I think it was like a few draws, a loss. Yeah, it was definitely not a good week for Super League. But you had fans protesting. You had former players. You had you know Neville. Neville spoke out on the Glazers. You had you had Ian Wright speak uh, speak on on Arsenal. Even even dropping the hashtag on Twitter uh, hashtag Cronky out. Damn. You you had so many character even speaking out on Liverpool. You had so many people against what was going on. I mean, I'm sure there was people that were for the Super League. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do know there were some people that were for the Super League, and 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 they kept going off of the whole. Well, look at the money. And, and once again, I don't care about the money. I'm, I'm sure they do, but that's not that's not why you play in Champions League. You don't get to play in Champions. League. You don't play in Champions League for the money. You play in Champions League for a shot to be the best in Europe. Yep. And, and, and I mean, same thing with the, it's talking about Champions League. I mean, Super League, yes, we get it that teams usually that have the most money that can go out and buy the best players have a better shot at winning the Champions League. Yep. And I know this. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you that. That's not how it works. But then you have an FC Porto yeah. that wins the whole thing. You have... The Liverpool team that many people didn't didn't think much of, they have the biggest comeback in their value went up with uh, Virgil Van Dijk and Salah and Sané and Firmino. Like basically, those players weren't worth that much, you know, at that time before winning the Champions League. But when they saw how well they were developing and how they were doing in the English Premier League and then in Champions League, just those players alone made the team, you know. Rise in value. Well, that's where the value, I guess, in, in the UEFA is. You know, like once they win the Champions League, oh shit, this team has gained notoriety, and they see who the players are. They see who the key players are, and then those players, you know, tend to be like, all right, these guys are worth so much, and so this, and so that, millions. You know, so it, I guess you could say that's where it also starts as well. But with all the protesting, and with all, with like I said, a lot of fans. We're talking about Barcelona fans coming out. You had Chelsea fans coming out, Arsenal fans, Manchester United fans, Liverpool fans leaving signs, showing their displeasurement. And, and I mean, you got to remember, this game was built from from this was this. To be honest, of all, I'm not saying that of all those sports, but to be honest, at the at the, at the roots of it all, soccer was a poor man's sport. Mm-hmm. You know, you had guys that were working the docks, or guys working in the factories after a long day, go out and and play a few uh, play a game. Yep. And that's how some of these gloves were built on, the, from that foundation. And and so you're kind of spitting on the history of the game. And I and I get it that you know, let's face it, certain fans would much rather watch these top clubs face off against each other. And I get that, but it's not the right thing to do. And then to be honest, crazy enough, some of the ownership groups are from America. Yep. And that sucks because that you know that's obviously obviously that's a representation of us. Not saying us specifically, but you know you have these American owners, and let's be real, they don't like the idea of being relegated. Yeah, that's why this is why they ha- they they started this. Obviously, a lot of people claim that the Glazer family were one of the 
one of the ones pushing for this. Obviously, Kroenke, who probably hasn't even seen a Champions League game for for Arsenal. Since I'm probably I'm probably over exaggerating, but um, you know, you know they want they want in on the on the big money. And, and and you know like it's crazy enough that these American owners are the problem. But let's face it, like I think with their mentality is probably similar for most Americans here because let's let's be real. Most American fans don't support a Leeds United. No. Nope. Most American fans don't support a Mallorca. You know, most American fans don't support Schalke. Most American fans support Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. The big name clubs. Manchester United, Man City. Mm-hmm. Those are the clubs that America fan, American fans are supporting way, way, way in front of even the MLS teams. And they know that. And that's why they built this. They try to build the Super League was because that's what they wanted. And I mean, like I said, I get it. And I totally get where they're coming from. But it's not right. It's not fair. Like, honestly, the Super League could work. I'm not saying that it can't. Mm-hmm. The idea of giving $400 million to each club for participating in this tournament is is huge. But I'm not going to give it to a team that, that hasn't earned that spot. Yeah. See, if it was just called the Super League and you have to be like similar to the Champions League where you're the top four teams in England or the top four teams in Spain mm-hmm. and you move in, then I get it. I like it because you're giving $400 million to a club that could probably use it so they can go out there and get some players that help compete and stay in those competitions. Yeah. But you're not doing that. You're closing them out. And like I said, what happens if a West Ham United right now having an amazing season in West Ham, better than Liverpool, better than Arsenal, better than Tottenham, but they don't get, they don't, they're not deemed worthy because they don't bring in the big money. Yeah. And that's what's not fair. And, and for some people that want to have like a, like a, like what's an accurate thing to explain to an American? Let's say, let's say in college football, Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, and the University of Texas, and FSU decide to form their own conference, their own conference, and they'll they'll have their own champion. They're not going to be part of. They'll still do NCAA stuff, but they're going to be the real champions. Hmm. It, it, that doesn't, you know, like someone's gonna lose, regardless. You know, are they considered now the super team? No. So, like, I mean, that's that's my. I don't think that was a good example, but <laughs> but I mean, like, that's my point, though. That's the thing that sucks about when you do with the super league. But like I said, people were outraged so much, though. So you got freaking all six of the English Premier League teams backing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and then crazy uh, one props to Jordan Henderson, the captain of Liverpool, because he set up a, a meeting of all the captains of of the six of the six Super League teams, and they said it. We don't like this. We don't want to be part. And and so like when people were telling me, oh, it's, it's not just the owners. It's just the owners. Yep. The managers had no idea what was going on. You could, add, I mean, maybe they're saying it for for media re- media reasons. I don't know. But I don't I don't believe Pep Guardiola is a liar. Neither is Jurgen Klopp. They're pretty straight front. They're straight up front guys. Yep. And they said it. We didn't know this was going on. You had the players shocked. You know they didn't want they don't want this either. Yeah, they don't because they know 
they know what bring that brings is like to the future is like not really a lot of options at that point you either transfer out or you can't really be bought and then once again you had you had a, a way for and okay for people that are gonna they're gonna sit here and say that UEFA and FIFA can't you know did it for the sa- the, the, the the you know the sanctity of football uh, I'm gonna hold your horses on that because let's face it they did the reason why UEFA and FIFA decided to come and jump in on this to stop it is because that once again money money revolves you know money makes the world go around yep and they didn't want their bottom lines to be affected that's exactly why FIFA and UEFA stepped in mm-hmm. UEFA saw this as oh this is gonna come this is they're trying to build a competition with Champions League we can't have that that's and so they were prepared to start threatening some teams that they're not going to be qualified for Champions League. You're going to start threatening Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Manchester City that they'll be disqualified from the Champions League. Whether that meant PSG was going to be the Champions League winners or or whether that meant that the teams that lost to those those teams move up to the semifinals. Yeah. Unless they're they're also a Super League team. Um, Which I don't think so. I think FC Porto. Okay, well, Liverpool... No, but Borussia Dortmund. So I mean, there's that was a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was gonna happen. But no, I don't think so. I'm gonna say this: UEFA's threats, and even the EPL, even uh, like the leagues, their threats may have been like a little bit hesitant because obviously you lose the money from winning those those tournaments. But once again, you're getting four hundred million dollars for being in the Super League, so I mean, that is, you probably are still making pretty good. You're still, still probably doing pretty well financially even without those. But it was what FIFA did. And what FIFA did was players that do compete in Super League teams will be unable to compete for their national teams. Yep. That was what, at least to get the players to be like, mm. yeah, no. That's what I was already saying. Man, these players are going to jump ship. They're going to be asking for transfers left and right. And that's why all the memes came in with P- for PSG. And it was crazy now is that people are now cheering for PSG to win the Champions League. Yep. Not for not because, it, you know, PSG are good guys. Because PSG. PSG is all about the money, man. PSG is all about the money as well. But they're, the, they're one of the teams that actually refused to be part of the Super League along with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Now they are the they're they're the ones that people are cheering for because you know fuck the Super League. They're technically the good guys. Technically, but like I said, this isn't. So don't think that FIFA and, and UEFA did this for the sanctity of the game. No, no they no. did it because obviously their bottom lines were going to be affected, and they didn't like that. Unless the Super League would have been if it, if it was up if, if the Super League was smart, they probably would have told UEFA, "Yeah, you're going to get a little cut of this." Then it would have been different. Yeah, but anyways. So like I said, it, it, it led to uh, so the English Premier League clubs to go ahead and step to say that we are no longer going to be part of it. Um, J.P. Morgan, the the people that were going that were prepared to fund for the Super League, said that this was a mistake and that they apologize. And the only clubs that still have yet to bow out is AC Milan, Barcelona, Juventus, and Real Madrid. Yeah, damn. They're still. Technically, and, and then you and and yeah, and of course, Florentino, who is the president the of the main, Super League, the main man. He he decides to speak. All right, so here's the thing I'll say about Florentino Perez. Do I love Florentino Perez? Of course I do. He was the reason why we have why Real Madrid has Los Galacticos. 
right. I'll be frank with you. But do I know who he is? Do I know his tactics? Of course I do. <laughs> I do. But this guy made himself look like an idiot. He really yeah. did. And he he spoke out. He spoke out. He claimed the Super League will save the game. You're not. I'm sorry, but the Super League does not save the game. Maybe financially for the teams that already have money. Yeah. I guess if you're saving the rich teams, then yes. But the issue, and this is something that I mentioned on on Time to BS and, and also mentioned on on uh, Unhinged FC, is you're not thinking about the small clubs. The clubs that do benefit the ones that people don't want to see. A Dinamo Cave. Yeah. You know, having Real Madrid come in to your to your country, to to your city, because you're not you're thinking of just the club. People are, that are talking about the transfer. No one's getting. No one's going to spend 160 million euros on a player from Dinamo Kiev. Yeah, exactly. Not even a young prospect. Like the most of the is maybe 20, maybe because they're going to go look for young. Promising players. Yeah, I mean, and then the, this thing with the big, the big clubs too. I mean, you got to think. About, well, the only thing is, um, I guess you could say, Ajax is kind of like a um, hit or miss, where they will offer twenty million to cer- for certain players, but then you also have the ones that they offer like 50, 60, 70 million, You know? No, and I get that. So people that try, the people that come out with the with the BS transfer, the transfer value up. Go somewhere because that no, you're way off on that. You think the rich clubs are going to go out and splurge on a prospect? On a prospect, they, he's got to be a hello. He's got to be no. Be a they're, going, they're, going, they're going after an Mbappe. They're going after a Robert Lewandowski. They're going for guys that are proven, not for prospects. Yeah. So if you're thinking that they're going to spend 160 million on a prospect, you are smoking on something that I don't think I should it's be like, smoking. It's like, it's like it's like um. Let's put it this way: it's like going for Halan. For 160 million, when he was in Salzburg, like when you first started off, exactly, exactly. So the trans- transfer is just one part of what helps a club. That's just one part, but you're not thinking about the community. Clubs are affiliated with their communities, which is an issue that some of these bill- these billionaire owners don't have. They don't have a connection with the community. You think, and it's crazy to think you don't think San Croce has a connection with London? Probably not. Which is crazy because London's a pretty big city. <laughs> You don't think the Glazers have a? Do you think the Glazers have a connection with Manchester? I doubt it. I don't know how often. They, I'm, I'm sure they go there for the matches, but I'm sure they they fly they fly back to the back to the U.S. Yeah. You know, Tampa Buccaneers won a world uh one of oh, sorry, <laughs> won a Super Bowl. Oof. Who's that? With that? I think I'm just kind of like right now too mad. I'm too mad on the on, on the current issue, but they don't have a connection to the history of the club. They don't have a connection to the communities. That's what's hurting. Because think about it. When Real Madrid goes and plays a Dinamo Cave or goes plays an FC Porto, what does what what are they gonna spend on? Hotels, right? Yeah. Food. You're giving these communities business. What happens when when the, when a club is going to another city? They have supporters, right? They go to the city, they're traveling to the city. Once again, hotels, restaurants. Tourism is something that benefits the communities, the cities that these clubs are a part of. When you take that away, you're not only harming the club, you're harming the city. Those cities, those small cities, the ones that the to, to the people in the Super League find insignificant. 
And then you also got to think about it. A lot of these players come from small towns. Like even in, let's say, for example, like Real Madrid and Barcelona players, a lot of these come from uh, the beach side of towns sometimes. Um, sometimes, hell, even in Bilbao, Sevilla, you know, you don't you don't get that big money over there. You know what I mean? So for them to start off in those kind of clubs and then for them to finally be going to a big club and just because they're going to Barcelona, Real Madrid, anything like that, they're just going to go up to like, close to 100 mil, you know? No, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's that's the issue, is that people aren't... They're looking at... They're not looking at the big picture. Because if you were looking at the big picture, you would think about the small clubs. But you're not. And and, and so Florentino, for him to say that this is going to save the game, it's not saving the game. It's saving Real Madrid's bank account, which is probably doesn't need to be saved to begin with. <laughs> it doesn't save Arsenal, because, I mean, who's going to want to see Arsenal get... Shellacked by a freaking Juventus. Yeah. It's not saving the game. And then Florentino, I mean, like I said, I was even that confident that they're probably not going to get banned from the Champions League for, for this current Champions League. I'm, I'm fine with that. But the, the arrogance of, of Florentino Perez is kind of what to be highlighted. Um, And, and of course, he, uh, he, he throws out that, well, I mean, Super League kind of mentions that even though you have a lot of teams that are bowing out, that they're planning on reshaping, you know, basically they're like, all right, I realize, no, we didn't realize how the one, they didn't underestimate, they underestimated the fans. That's one thing that's for certain. They, they did not expect the fans to have this much of an outcry for the super league. And so instead of them saying that we're done, they're saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to take a step back. We're going to re reevaluate what needs to be done and we're going to reshape it. So we, we can give it out better. Yeah. So this is not this is not the end of the Super League. The Super League will come back. I guarantee it. It's not going to be. I'm not going to be shocked by. For all we know, we probably won't even we won't even be called the Super League. It'll, it could be called something else. You know, trying to get more people on board. And, with and them, then, like I know. said, you have Florentino Perez kind of throwing out there, like, okay, yeah, we get it. The six English, like now you have some more. Like I said, yeah, Atletico Madrid bow, uh, bow out. You had Inter Milan bow out as well with the with the six. Like I said, there's only four teams remaining now. Yeah. But Blondino Perez mentions, hey, they're still under contract. So, it, and it, it, it's a binding contract. He, he wanted to emphasize on binding. And then I started thinking about some crazy ideas. Maybe this is just Real Madrid's attempt to get everybody's entrance fees for the Super League. And then for, because they knew that they were, the fans wouldn't be happy. Everybody bows out. And I think right now it's just a game of chicken. Who's going to be the one that gets to keep all the money from from all the the investments, hmm. and right, right now Real Madrid is like it's like that scene from the Office when they're you know when they're doing the there's a murder in Savannah Georgia, oh, where yeah. you know where you have Michael, Andy, and Dwight and Pam just pointing imaginary guns at each other, trying to see who's gonna who's gonna walk away, who's gonna who's gonna bow out. Because mm-hmm. you know AC Milan, oh man, we could use that. We can bring back AC Milan back to its glory years. Juventus, we need to stop buying thirty five plus year old players. You got Barcelona, like, we need to have a plan for when Messi leaves. And then Real Madrid is like, we just want money. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. I like guys I'm doing this. I have, like, the, yeah, the, he has the, two, freaking the two big guns. guns. <laughs> pointing to the wall and pointing somewhere else. Technically, it was to you, but... I mean, shit, that's a bad aim. Weirdly enough, it's like, I'm also technically pointing at... Because I have a UFC poster in my room, and I, it's literally pointing at Chris Wyman. One, thoughts and prayers for Chris Wyman, by the way. Oh. Um, for what happened to UFC. Go, oof. I had... You know what's worse is I wanted to, I, I I could not stop watching the injury. Yeah. Anyways, but going back to this, 
But you know what? Uefa was like, okay, well, at least we stopped it for now. Well, let's make sure. And, and this is kind of what we said with the whole thing of should the, the founding members be punished? And this is where uh, Uefa decides to, to, I guess, what, what's the phrase here? Drop their nuts on the on the <laughs> table? Yeah. I guess you can say. Um, this, they made some very clear threats. One was they were prepared to ban the four clubs that are still in on the Super League. Like I said, you had six clubs, the six clubs from England and then uh, Inter Milan and Atletico Madrid bowing out from it, saying that they're not going to be part of it. They even sent their apologies to the fans. Um, and they were like, well, okay, the, the four remaining clubs, um, if you guys don't, like, I, I don't know when they're going to give them the, the ultimate, when's the deadline to do this, but they are talking about possibly banning them from next year's Champions League. So they're 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 preferred. Um, saying, are you gonna are you a Champions League team or are you no are you a European team or are you a Super League team? That was the ultimatum. Yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a crazy roller coaster events. Like I said, this isn't gonna be the end. Super League is gonna come back. It is. It's gonna come back. It's gonna rear its ugly head back. I don't know. If they're gonna come with a better strategy. Like I said, the Super League can work. We'll have it, more and more to talk about. It can legitimately really, work. I can guarantee. But the only way for me it's going to work is that you have to have a qualifying factor. You can't have all 12 of these rich clubs automatically qualify. Yeah. It, it won't work like that. Like I said, w- once again, what if, in this, and I, I don't know why I keep throwing Arsenal into this. Maybe I should. Uh, what if Tottenham gets relegated? What if Tottenham gets relegated? Yeah. Like, are you still going to have them in the Super League? It's not, it's not that Super League. If Tottenham is not, is not even in a qualifying spot. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Um, but but yeah, so that that's just the whole craziness with Super League. But here's some other things that happen along with all this madness of, of Super League. That <laughs> Basically it's more more and more madness. That over that things that probably got overshadowed from this one was like a double triple yikes to the power of two. Jesus Christ. But anyways, so Jose Mourinho got fired. Um, they they said it was for for other reasons, but some people kind of you know it was interesting that the the Super League was announced, and I believe what the situation was that Jose was actually not wanting to let his let the players go out to train for their their Carabao Cup final, which they lost. Um. Matchup against Manchester City, and then Tottenham just said, "Okay, you're fired." Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, it, it, to me, it could have been a performance based thing because I mean, you know, Tottenham has been struggling, but then also it just, it just, it's kind of convenient that Super League is kind of going, and and I mean, Jose Mourinho, I feel like is someone that wouldn't like this, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he I don't think he was on, uh, he was on, on board with this, so. I can see where maybe he tries to attempt. He's a petty guy, so I can actually see him maybe in protest and not have the guys go out there. Um, so I mean, there's that. But so he gets fired, and then they promote Ryan Mason, who becomes the youngest manager in, in the English Premier League at 29. This guy is the same age as me, and he's managing Tottenham. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'm sorry, Hector. I'm not laughing at you. He's younger than you, by the way. I know. I know. I even said it myself. He's younger than Spencer. Yeah, I even said it myself. I was like, man, this boy here is making it big already. Um, and Ryan Mason actually once played for Tottenham. I believe came out of the academy with uh, Harry Kane as well. So, mm. um, 
I mean, and you have Harry Kane as the captain right now. Shit. I mean, well, Tottenham lost the Carabao Cup, so not necessarily a great beginning for him. But I mean, shit, he just got handed. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. Um, you had Bamford, who from Leeds United, um, he kind of did speak out on. I mean, Leeds United definitely made a statement for against the Super League. Um, wearing shirts, you know, like that Edward mentioned. Yeah. Um, wearing shirts that saying, you know, you got to earn your spot, and and I forgot what was the other shirt, uh, no, the Super League or something like that. Um, he was, you know, obviously UEFA reacted, right? UEFA and FIFA reacted to the Super League. Um, Bamford after his match, which you know, I believe they drew one-one uh, with with Liverpool, um, makes a the, makes a comment that he 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 would wish that UEFA would put the same amount of energy in the Super League as they would do with racism. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's got a, he's got a point there. Yeah. Definitely got a point there. Um, that needs to be tackled a little bit more hard. You do, you also have some clubs uh, across the English uh, system that has stated that they will be um, not, will actually have, I guess, they're take, getting away from social media Right. In protest of, of the racial abuse that a lot of players and, and clubs have been receiving. Um, so there is also that going on. Um, you had Ryan Giggs dealing with, with some assault charges. I Damn. do believe he will not be with Wales for their uh, for their friendlies. Or for, I believe qualifiers are friendlies, but I know he's not going to be with Wales for a while because he's dealing with some assault charges. Um, don't have all the information on it, but I, just, I do know it involves a woman. So, yeah. So, yikes. Um, and then also they announced that Nagelsmann will be the next manager for Bayern Munich. Oh shit! Actually, he's been charged by assaulting two women. Two women, great. Two women. So not just one. Two. So gigs is done. Yeah. He's done. Is it uh, causing actually bodily bodily harm to a woman in her thirties and common assault of a woman in her twenties? And they were at an address in Salford last November. So it's two, not just one. So that's, that's crazy. I would not expect that. So, so like I said, I don't want to like just throw out this stuff and not touch up on him. But I mean, obviously, we, we just did this whole thing with the Super League. So, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm sure with, with things up, up coming up, more updates on Ryan Giggs, um, I definitely will. We definitely want to touch that subject one more time. Um, to do to do it justice, um, but yeah, but yeah, it's just because. So those are the things that also happen along with the Super League. But we just we knew for sure we had to touch up on the Super League. I think it's just because there's still some people that are not entirely sure what the Super League is and how it hurts the league and, and all those things. But we wanted to make sure that we 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 did, we talked about it and 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 give the justice that it kind of deserves. Yeah, and so that's exactly right, man. I, I just I mean I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't believe it. I'm still in shock. <laughs> yeah. All right, Edward. Hopefully you can uh, move on from that because it's debate yeah. time. All right. And so... It. You good? Yeah. Okay. So, UEFA, after after the, the disbandment of... Well, it would air quotations, disbandment of the Super League. No one knows what's happening there. Um, they announced their new format for the UEFA Champions League that would, ironically enough, be starting in 2024, which this this format did, was approved by Bayern Munich. I don't know why that matters, but Bayern Munich did send their approval for it. Um, it's it's a mixed review. 
I'll give it that. I'm definitely on the side where I'm like, eh. But we will, we'll talk a little bit more of that on the debate. All right. But to give you guys an idea of what's going on with the cha- new Champions League format. Whew. All right, get ready. So <laughs> it will now be 36 clubs, adding four additional spots. Those additional spots will be given to by the third place team of the league ranked fifth by UEFA. So you just have, I guess you have to look at the UEFA rankings, league rankings to see who, what, what, what would that be that third, that third place team uh, that would qualify. So it's not necessarily, oh, they're going to give it to an EPL team or they're going to give it to a La Liga team or they're going to give it to a a, a German team. They're going to give it to the fifth ranked UEFA league. That's the third place team that will be going there. Wow. So then there's the champions path. That's teams ranked outside of the top 10 UEFA leagues. So the champions path, like I said, is going to be the team ranked outside the top 10 UEFA league. So, like I said, probably a random club, maybe to some, maybe a small club, but to others, maybe something bigger. Um, And then the third and fourth spot, this is where, this is where kind of like, I guess you can say the bullshit comes into play will be clubs with the highest UEFA coefficient who fail to qualify. So this is kind of their way to help the big money clubs. I guess, but also include, you know, the smaller clubs in there. So, I mean, am I mad about this? Sort of, but I mean, at least they're including, it's not like it's all going to help the big clubs. So, I mean, I guess some sort of give or take uh, for that one. But also, the big thing, it is going to be one giant table. There's not going to be any more groups. It, well, like I said, this is, this is supposed to be 2024, so don't think the next year is going to be like this. Um, but it's going to be one giant table, no groups. It's going to be 10 group matches, and this is how it's going to go. The top eight advance automatically to the round of 16. So if you finish in eighth place or above, you're in the knockout rounds. Ninth to 24th place will go into a two-league a two-leg playoff. I don't know how they're going to set that up. I don't know if they're going to do a drawing or they're going to just, hey, you're ninth place. You go against the 24th place team and, and so on and so forth. I don't know if that's what they're going to do or they're going to just do a random drawing. Mm-hmm. But the winner will advance to the knockout round, which would obviously complete the 16th for the round of 16. And the losers will go to the Europa League. Uh, hmm. Kind of fair. I mean, yeah, you still yeah. kind of have a shot in it. Yeah. Um, and then 25th to 36 are eliminated. So, Edward, the debate topic. Do you like the new Champions League format? I mean, I like the idea of including smaller teams. Like, I do like that idea. It gives the smaller teams a little chance to, to do something, maybe come up out of it. Um, maybe there would be an upset where, like, a, a randomly small team knocks out, like, I'll even say Barcelona or something like that, just out of nowhere. Yeah, just just randomly like a, a penalty, and then like it just stays zero zero the whole way, and then boom, you know, it just happens. It'd be pretty funny to watch. At the same time, it'd be heartbreaking because I'm like, you know. But if they're doing like one giant table, and they're not doing it how they used to with the drawing and stuff, I don't, I don't think I'd be behind it, honestly. This is where I'll say so. Like obviously, the 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 once again, I know this is for money reasons. The reason is obviously 
the group of death. Because what happens when you have the group of death? You have usually four really good teams, which obviously probably bring you a lot of money in the same group. And this kind of takes away the group of death. Group of death only because, you know, at least for sure, at least for those 10 games, you have clearly the eight best teams that would at least guarantee to be onto the knockout rounds. The group table could, it, to me, the, the, the giant ta- the league table can be, also, by the way, this is basically the Super League. Yeah. And I'm, I should probably throw that out there, but this is basically the Super League. It's like the basic, basically the Super League format, just, you know, endorsed by UEFA. <laughs> endorsed by UEFA with qualifying spots. Yeah. But I mean, I do, I, I, do, I will say, you get, it's going to be a little bit more interesting because now, you know, from those, that the, the that group that, you know, winner goes to the round of 16, loser goes to the Europa League, that could be different, that could be huge because you have those upsets that could happen. Um, you could, you know, maybe Lille right now looks like a prime position to make it to the, to the Champions League. Uh, I mean, not prime position to also win the league, but um, prime position to qualify for Champions League. Maybe they don't get into the top eight, but, you know, they're in that, in that table, in that side, maybe they caught, you know, they're able to win that game out versus them being in a group. Maybe they're, maybe they get put in the group of death where they have to play against, I don't know, Real Madrid, Juventus, and, and, and Ajax. You know, like maybe they don't get like a fair, maybe they don't feel like they necessarily have a fair shot into qualifying for the next round. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting take. I think I'm I'm kind of more inclined to liking it a little bit. It, it it's essentially the Super League, like I said. But the thing that's different is obviously you still have the four the, the top four teams in England, the top four teams in Spain, right? The, the the top four teams in Germany. Like there's still the qualifying factor. Like you have to qualify to be in this tournament. You're not automatically given. Well, aside from aside from the the two uh, UEFA. The two UEFA coefficients. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. But, <laughs> but I mean, so there's still a qualifying process. It doesn't guarantee the big clubs are going to be in it. Like I said, they have a, probably a better chance of making it because they do have all this money to buy players, but it doesn't guarantee their spot. Because, I mean, think about it right now. If you look at the, the, the top four teams in EPL, I believe West Ham is still in, in fourth place. I could be wrong in that, but... It's different. Like it's not going to be the same, or at least this year for sure wasn't isn't going to be the same form. But it's it's different, and I, I it like I said, it has to grow on me. Maybe maybe I have to see it like actually be played to get a better idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm not as as frustrated as as most people. I do like the group matches. I and I know the group tables is a fun. I like the group of dev. I like having an idea of like who's going to come out of those groups. Like that is fun, but I feel like the group, t- the league table setup, could open up for a little bit different. You know, maybe they, maybe some people think that's going to help the big clubs, but what happens if I don't know Real Madrid? I don't know how they're going to set up these these ten matches, but maybe they get like a maybe Real Madrid gets a poor drawing and they have to play against Bayern Munich, Juventus, and 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 Manchester Manchester City. That's maybe they lose those three games. Let's say that happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in now. Maybe that nine to twenty-four range. 
Yeah. What did they lose to Lille? Now they're in, in in the Europa Cup, Europa League. It, it's it's interesting. I, I I'm actually kind of inclined to actually see see it out. Um, but I I think this opens up a little bit more to like you know for sure you're gonna have the best teams come out of the group stages. Yeah, yeah. So or the the league stage. So are you for it then? I think for right now I am. Okay. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. You know. I mean, down the road, but right now I I'm for it too. So, like I just you know just just for now I want to see when they finally do cement it and say this is exactly what's gonna happen, yada yada yada. Because for all we know, they might rewrite the rules and they might bring in the groups back. Maybe add more groups. Maybe add more games during the week. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, I I think so too. So we'll see how that goes, man. But. Um, so those are our thoughts. Me and Eric clearly are for it. Um, go ahead and one, obviously you guys know we're going to drop this on social media. So on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC, um, you can, you're going to see the post. Make sure you guys drop your, your two cents on it. If you, if you like it or you don't like it, tell us why you don't like it. Tell us why you like it. Um, and then if you guys have an idea for a debate topic, um, go ahead and drop it there. Either you drop it in the post or you can even send it to us on a, on a personal message. And um, if we like it, we'll go ahead and not, not only have the base topic, but we'll even give you a shout out on a future episode. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, Edward. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to go into some game recaps. All right, bro. bro. Sick jersey. What, this thing? I got it at Fanatics. Fanatics? Yeah, Fanatics. It is a one-stop shop of all things sports. They sell jerseys, hats, shirts, jackets, and much more. You can go to our bio on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. You'll see our link tree to Fanatics. When you go shop on that link, you will not only be getting some fresh gear, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm going to go And we are back. What a beautiful ad. Always, always. All right, Edward. Game recaps. What right. is your game to recap? All right, bro. So my game to recap is, you know, I'm, it's kind of weird. I'm pretty sure you weren't expecting it. <laughs> um, But my game to recap is actually the Tigres versus Monterrey game, where Tigres beat Monterrey 2-1. to one. So, so why would I be surprised by this? Because I, I feel like you don't even see me as a Liga MX or MLS person. You probably would think I would pick something EPL or La Liga related. I feel like you picked an MLS game before and you picked the Liga MX game before. I picked the MLS game before when literally it was like nothing interna- or nothing international, nothing in Europe. I remember because you pointed it out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And then same thing with the Liga MX game. Like there was nothing going on. It was just Liga MLX and MLS. So I think I chose Big Eye Mekis because I think European football was on break. So I didn't even choose international. But this time, shit was going on over there. But I just found it pretty... I bad. just thought this was your revolt from the Super League. Like, oh. I don't I don't want to be considered part of Europe no more. Oh, God. No, I'm still Viva Euro. Mexico. Uh, I'm still Euro snob. But, uh, but yeah, I chose uh, Tigres versus Monterrey. And um, uh, Tigres actually beat Monterrey 2-1. to one. So it was actually a pretty decent game. I caught a few glimpses of it. Um, let's see. Tigres had 58% of the possession. So it was, all in all, it was actually pretty decent possession for Tigres. Um, but Monterrey outshot 
Tigres, 12 to 10. So, it was, again, it was pretty close on that stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty, uh, how do I say this? It was pretty close, like in the shooting. It just, I, guess I mean, it's Tigres. what you expect from, from Tigres and Monterrey just because it's a rivalry game. Yeah. La, la, what was it? El Rey del Norte. Like, that's the and, king of the north. It's also... <laughs> That and also, I mean, these are normally two of the the better teams in in Liga MX. Yeah, so I know it's pretty pretty badass, and I mean, shit. Um, there's a uh, 23 fouls in this game. It was uh, six yellow cards and two red cards. So yeah, not You should tell that game was actually pretty epic. It was pretty out there, man. It, it was a lot of a uh, lot of shit going. A lot on. of arguing with the refs. Oh fuck. Dude, yeah, it was no, it was like fights about to break out and shit, bro. Like it was crazy. Um, being, oh sorry, you were about to say something. Uh, I was gonna say like it's, with these rivalry games, man, it's crazy to think when you have somebody that maybe has no, no. This is this is the part where like I'm like it's all about having connection with 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 the with the club. Because I mean, let's think about it. Somebody like, Gignac, you know, yeah, no relation to Monterrey. No, I mean besides the fact that he does play for Tigres, but you know, like he come, he goes into that club, and and he embraces it. You know, like he embraces it. He embraces the rivalry. Like this is why I say, like it's so much bigger than just the game, man. Like you, if you're if you want to be part of this game, like if you part of ownership and all that, you got to be a part of the game, part of the community. Because that's what the clubs are. This part of the community. But anyways, go on. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Iñak has has been he's been part of the community for God knows how long. And I mean, he's essentially a Mexican now. Yeah, he is. He's just like even his. I think even his Spanish doesn't even sound French anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty damn sure. Um, hey, come on, way. Yeah, right. Oh, good dude. <laughs> but okay. Oh man. But anyway, so Gignac scores the game winner by penalty. So that two to one, it was it was um So you're telling me there's all these fouls, all these yellow cards, all these red cards, and this game gets decided by a penalty. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And Gignac scored it. So, you know. It's goes to show you like that's a rivalry. It, it is, exactly. So I'm pretty sure Monterrey, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think they'll be seeing each other in in the season later on. Maybe well, not in the season, but most likely in maybe class, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. So I'm maybe. pretty damn sure Monterrey is going to be looking for that shit. They're going to be looking for that fucking uh, for that win um, in the playoffs, making it and shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a good match. It was a pretty intense match. So I, I mean, I was like I said, I caught glimpses of it here and there. Had my kids over the weekend, but I was still like kind of trying to focus on the game while I had to run around with the Rugrats. So. But yeah, it, all in all, it was actually a good game. I liked it. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty good game. But uh, what's your game to cover? All right, so you went for the league IMX. I actually went to the MLS. Oh God, are we both boycotting the super legs or super league? Maybe, maybe. I'll say super legs. Holy shit! Super legs. <laughs> the super legs. I'm thinking Roadrunner over here. Oh, I just got an interesting text <laughs> message. Um, so, huh? All right, so shout out to Chris Lord. Um, he he used to be my boss at the Houston Rockets. Um, and he actually has his own podcast um, it's called Rising Temps. Um, they basically talk about the world of card collecting. Um, and so he usually messaged me about like 
uh, soccer stuff because you know he knows I have, I'm, I'm, I like soccer and also obviously I have a podcast about it. So um, he was asking me about because he he actually just got a I don't know if he just got it, but he has a chicharito card uh, from the 2014 FIFA World Cup oh, in nice. Brazil, and so he was trying he was asking me about chicharito, um, and and I like. You know, obviously, he wants to make sure if he gets a car that it has some value into it, so he can, you know, obviously get a return on his investment when he chooses to sell it. Um, I don't know if he got the card or anything. I think maybe he's just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, he was just asking me about that, and so you know, I told him about what Chichari- you know about Chicharito, the fact that he is the leading goal scorer in Mexico in the Mexico national team. Um, and so he was like, in your opinion, and so in my opinion, is he the best Mexican player of all time? <laughs> and I was like, eh, in my opinion, no. Um, so he's like, who is the best player, Mexican player of all time? And I was, I was like, I never really thought about Mexican players like that. I mean, I do support Mexico players. I think there's a lot of talented Mexico players, but I never really thought about it. And, 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 you know, when I think about a Mexican player, at least to me, maybe he's not the best player, but he's definitely an important player. Yeah. I mean, I might, I might say he's the most important player and that's Andres Guardado. Um, but yeah, so then he just listened to me. To, like he asked me a list of some guys. He's like, "How about these guys?" And tell me, who do you think ever? Rafa Marquez, oh. Hugo Sanchez. Oh. Uh, Qua- uh, he actually Qua- misspelled Qua- it, but Qua- Cuatemo Blanco. Blanco. <laughs> Is it Quetemo? Quetemo. Blanco, Chicharito, Jorge Borghetti, Jared Borghetti. Hmm? It's Jared Borghetti. Okay, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and Chucky Lozano. I mean, Chucky's too too young, I guess, to to name him as. Yeah, I'm not about young now. <laughs> okay, well, let me rephrase that. He's too. Um, he's not up there, I think, in Jared Borghetti's um, deal, or even he even forgot. Uh, I mean, as much as much as we hated him, as much as we hated him, he was a pillar for the Mexican national team a long time ago. Luis Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as we hated that dude, but that dude. Oh man, he was such a pain in the ass. Exactly. I mean, there's also Osvaldo Sanchez. Osvaldo Sanchez. Uh, I mean, you got Talavera, who's still out there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if he's the best. Omar Bravo. He was a badass striker, bro. Yeah, uh, but... Morales. The best player. I guess Rafa Marquez. I wouldn't say Rafa Marquez. I would say Rafa Marquez. Rafa I mean, he played for Barcelona. Actually, I think, I do believe he's actually now part of the uh, coaching staff at, at, at Barcelona. Because remember, when he started, he was like a center back. God, oh, man, but that guy would score some goals out of nowhere. I yeah. mean, some off-the-wall goals. I mean, like, yep. you're just like, what? And then, I, you know what? I, to this day, I still think he's still playing out there somewhere. I don't know where. Like, yeah, no, he just got hired as a coach for Barcelona. But, I mean, he's probably playing out there somewhere. He's going to pop up in the Mexican national team. And I'm going to be like, huh, I thought he retired. <laughs> That's what we thought last time. But no, it it happens a lot. I would say Rafa Marquez. Yeah. Um, let me just text Chris Lark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say actually we're we're recording the show right now, <laughs> and you're gonna be. <laughs> I mean he's a he he um I mean Rafa Marquez is a badass. I think I think some of the magic right now. I think some of the magic that Ronaldinho fucking rubbed off on him. You know what <laughs> I think it's like we're like as we're recording the show right now we're we're gonna hold, go ahead and answer this for Chris Lord. Uh, we're recording uh, the show right now as a matter of fact. I'm gonna show as right now, and we both say Rafa Marquez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, don't keep this dead silent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, this is, okay, 
Uh, so, but, yeah, so, me, so Chris, or, I'm going to say Rafa Marquez. Um, it is, will be on the show. So, <laughs> will be on the show is me texting you. You can hear, you can hear the click and clack, hopefully. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, Spencer sent me his 303 Okay. No. All right. So, all right. Sorry about that. Now we're going to go to my game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, what Shout out to Chris with Rising Temps. Uh, follow them on Instagram. Um, if you, especially if you're a car collector and you're trying to, or maybe you're trying to learn about car collecting, I think these guys are very informative. Um, and they got some cards, man. Like I was, just, I'm not a car collector guy. I mean, I have an Emmett Smith and a, and a Drew Bledsoe card. It's actually right there next to my picture of Tony, of Tony <laughs> Trevor Ariza right over there. Um, not a Rockets fan, but, uh, but yeah, so I do, I have those two cards. Those are like the only ones that maybe, well, I have some cards like lying around somewhere, but I don't think they're worth of any value, but I think those may maybe value worth something i don't know but anyways so my game to recap is austin fc beating colorado rapids 3-1 sorry far in the bench i mean i don't think they're i don't think they're colorado rapids guys but i mean they're they're about colorado maybe they they rock the rotto uh, yeah so um yeah austin fc beat the colorado rapids 3-1 to one to get their first ever win as an mls team I mean, it doesn't really mean it. Obviously, they're this is their first season. They lost their first game, so they basically they were going to win a game. Question was when? Well, we got our answer. They won it in their second game. Um, the possession was 50 50. So, well earned game. Colorado actually outshot Austin FC 19 to 14. And the only soccer play, the only player in the MLS that Edward knows of, Diego Fagundes, <laughs> Uruguayan American. Scores the first goal in Austin FC's history, but as much as we want to, as much as I want to highlight him, we have to talk about Cecilio Dominguez, who scores the two goals to put the nail in the coffin and solidify Austin FC's first ever MLS, big, oh, first ever professional, first ever win. I can't <laughs> say MLS win because I mean, yes, it, it is their first MLS win, but it's their first ever win because they are a new club. They're an expansion team. They have zero history. Yeah. So this was iconic for uh, Austin FC. Even you had Ma- Matthew McConaughey said the first of many. I'm really just happy for Matthew McConaughey. Um, <laughs> I re-listened to his book, uh, Green Lights. So if you guys don't, highly recommend it on Audible, especially uh, on Audible, because if you want to read a book written by Matthew McConaughey about Matthew McConaughey, what's even better? Having Matthew McConaughey read it to you. Yep. <laughs> and it is I'm telling you, man, the second you start listening to this, to his book or read his book, you would not want to put it down. You do not want to turn it off. You want to finish it all the way through because it is an amazing, amazing story of the life of Matthew McConaughey. That man is, I I, I think we need to start putting this guy in those X commercials. I mean, we're not going to understand what he's saying because he goes on a bat on a ramble, on a ramble like, like I am right now, um, but more obviously more enticing because he's Matthew McConaughey. Um, but yeah, that guy is probably like the most interesting man in the world, in my opinion. But anyways. So congratulations to Austin FC for getting their first ever win. Yeah, congrats, Austin FC. All right, Edward, players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week, and it doesn't go as, as, as a surprise. <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. My player of the week is um, Antoine Griezmann, who scored the two goals in Barcelona's 2-1 win against Villarreal, which at point puts him in the spot in second place right now. And they have a game at hand. And they game a, they have a game at hand. Yes. Literally, all they have to do now is just win these games, even if it's by the skin of their pubes. 
all it is. I mean, that's I'm not disagreeing. I mean, like they are in a prime <laughs> position. Atletico Madrid kind of, kind of, kind of screwed the pooch a little bit. Um, Real Madrid should be winning these these obvious win, but obviously, in, not gonna give an excuse. But injuries are going on with this team. They didn't have Mendy out there, that, but once again, there's you're going up against teams that you're supposed to. Okay, Real Betis is one of those teams that, that fucks everybody up, but these are games that you should be winning. You are in literally, you have no control in what happens with Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. You just have to win your matches. Yep. Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, they'll face off against each other. That will definitely shake things up and how the table is going to stand. Whether Atletico Madrid stays in, up top or Barcelona ends up. Opening it up for them and Real Madrid because we're pushing. It's almost there. It's almost the end it's of the almost, season. Almost the end of the season, bro. All right. And so Antoine Griezmann is my player of the week. Oh, Griezmann just said, "LOL." Sorry to interrupt. Can't wait to listen to the episode. <laughs> there you go. You're good, man. You're good. He'll be in the, he'll be in the middle of it. <laughs> we ain't mad. We Hashtag ain't mad. We ain't mad. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but uh, who's your player of the week? My player of the week. It's crazy to think that Erling Holland had a two goal game and and no one no one's talking about it. But or your man Timo Werner? Yeah, but it Score, was, finally it, was scores a goal. it wasn't five goals. He finally scored a goal since February, but it's not five goals, <laughs> so he's got four more to go. Actually, my player of the week is Kylian Mbappe, who scores two goals in PSG's three to one win against Mets. Obviously, they're still competing for well, Ligue Un. Uh, Lil looking better and better each each day, but they're still in it. Um, Kylian Mbappe, it's, uh, obviously it's Kylian Mbappe. I mean, yeah, Mbappe, the Ninja Turtle, the Ninja Turtle, Turtle. is killing it. It's crazy enough. We have two World Cup champions mm-hmm. uh, in this one, the French players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely a great group. So congratulations to Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, for your for your your French listeners right there. We represent France. France. Viva la revolution. You know, it's funny though, in, the, in the World Cup, uh, when in the World Cup final, because I, I went to pitch 25 for the World Cup final, and I was wearing a French, uh, I was wearing a, the white Paul, Paul Pogba jersey, because I was supporting, well, I was supporting France in the final against Croatia, and I remember everyone was like, you know, some people, there were actually people that were, I did not know that there was French people in Houston. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Houston's very multicultural. It's very diverse. And, but, yeah, I kind of set myself up because, you know, everyone saw me in the French jersey and then everyone came up to me speaking in French and I was like, I have no fucking idea what you're saying. I don't know, like, ha ha ha, s'il vous plaît. Oh. And then that's it. Be Joey from France. <laughs> Je m'appelle papa. I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but anyways, they were, they were fun. I, I, I actually got to hang out with them during the whole match. They were fun. They gave me uh, uh, French bread with, with jam. That was... That was interesting. That's, that's badass. With beer. <laughs> so I had a great time. Had a fun, fun time. They were like, "You're French today." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "Are you French?" I was like, "No, I'm just supporting France." But you're French today. Like, cool. There you go. I mean, I was like, I speak, I speak a Latin-based language. Yeah, right. Sort of. But yeah, congratulations to Kylian Mbappe and Antoine Griezmann for being our players of the week. All right, man. Game previews. All right, so the first game preview we got is Manchester United versus Liverpool. Ooh, deadly. So the last meeting, Manchester United won 3-2. to two. So Man U has won four of their last five matches. They got a little bit going on 
They got a little bit of run going. So, and Manu has scored 64 goals. Bruno Fernandez has 16. So right now, Bruno Fernandez is the lethal weapon Manchester United have under their belt. Um, Liverpool has scored 50 high, you know, 55. What the hell? 50 high. Yeah, a 50 high. You know, 50 high. So Liverpool has scored 55 goals. Are you 50 high? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Whatever is in the alkaline water. You're, you're high on life. That's what you want. High on electrolytes. <laughs> Liverpool has scored 55 goals. Mohamed Salah has 20. So Salah has been on there too. You can't say that he's not their secret weapon. Liverpool is just a stacked team. Um, but I think it's their defense. Like I said, like I've been saying, and I've been telling Kelsey, it's, it's the defense. It's the defense has been struggling a bit. But on this one, I mean, who do you got? Oof. Oof. I don't know, man. Le Fouf. It's kind of... <laughs> Le Fouf. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm officially French. Um, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I don't think that was an accent or... or some, I don't know. I don't know if I was trying to do an accent. I'm, it was like the Texas French Southern accent. <laughs> God, that would be one of the most worst. That'd probably be... Nah, Boston's still going to be the worst accent in the world. Are you cool? <laughs> Are you cool? I don't know if Jim Mernier is from Boston. I know he I know he likes the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he praises Tom Brady. I know he's a Boston Red Sox fan. I think he likes the I don't know if he likes the Boston Bruins, but if he's from Boston, I'm I'm gonna safe to assume that he likes the Boston Bruins. <laughs> um but yeah, maybe the New so, England Revolution? Maybe. <laughs> but anyways, um for this game. Um you know what? An old gunner I trust. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, we trust. Yeah, I, I I have now become a member of the Church of All Gunners. Oh, I am God. now a prophet of of, of the of oh, the old I, guys. I know I'm going to hell. Okay, yeah. I, I, I know where I'm going. Nobody <laughs> knows. I am going to be. I used to. I used to. I used to insult this man. I used to make fun of this man. But you know I what? Still, time and time again, he has proven me wrong. I'm you making and fun need, of him makes him better. And, and and now I'm going to say I'm a believer. I am a believer in the old gunner. All right, all right. So I, I think Manchester United. Everything's so everything's just working out for Man U. Don't know why. Don't know how. I mean, if you want to make an uh, an argument, I mean, Manchester United does have an Europa League game that could be a factor. Yeah. Liverpool has nothing since Real Madrid eliminated them from the quarterfinals. And I'm sorry, Kelsey, for that. I'm not sorry, but um. All right, so on this one, I actually have to go with, you know, with Jorgen Klopp. I, I think Liverpool has this one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So, Kelsey, I see you're not a prophet of the Church of Old Gunner. Oh, God. Anyways, um, I say, oh, God. You hear Hector going, oh, Gunner. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. I'm saying. But, Whoa. But, um, anyways... So yeah, I'm I'm with Kelsey on this one. I'm I'm hoping Kelsey's on I the don't same think, I, don't, I don't know, man. Kelsey's been doing the the re- reverse psychology. Yeah, he's been doing the whole. Uh, well, well, maybe that maybe it's over because I mean they key. I mean they did lose to Ram- they did get eliminated by Ramatur in the quarterfinals. So okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on then because these are he's not going to stop repeating it. Okay, so the next match is Leon versus Monaco. So that one's actually a pretty good game too. Pretty. Um, both, the, both these teams are in the top four in League One. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the last meeting, Monica won two to zero. Monica have won five. Or they're five. Let me rephrase myself. Jeez, man, I cannot. My brain's not working today. Monaco has won their last five matches. So, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. And they have scored 70 goals, and Lyon has scored 65 goals. So it's, it's pretty close in goals uh, in goal differential. Um, but who do you have, Hector, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I feel like all oh, his face. I feel like all all the making all the jokes I've made on Monaco is finally biting me in the ass. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, <laughs> how many times in this show I've said, "Hey, Monaco, remember them?" Oh God, yeah. <laughs> well, now, well, we remember them now. Yeah. Um, you know, Leon has such a good game against Leo. Even if, even though they lost three to two, they had such a good game with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Monaco. I mean. Clearly, they're on a run, but I'm going to go with Leon. I think Leon gets back on track. They're, obviously, they want to maintain that Champions League spot. I mean, they're still in it for the for the league un. So, I mean, they're not out of it just yet. So, this could definitely help them boost some confidence and try to finish out this season. Right. Okay. I got you. I see that. I see it. Um, well, I guess I probably have to go. I'm not, I don't watch league un like that. But I, I probably will go with Monaco just to, you know, just go against you on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And our third match, we are coming to the homegrown U.S. of A. What accent is that? I have no U.S. of A. There you go. You said it better. So we're going to be re- or previewing Seattle Sounders versus LA Galaxy. So Chicharito has scored five goals in the last two games that he's played. And last season, he's only scored two, right? Yeah. Um, Chicharito, uh, he, I, he found it. I, he's looking good. I mean, he's doing what he does best, and that's being at the right place at the right time. The poacher. Um, you know, he, uh, he came into the season with a vengeance, man. He wanted to, to, to do things right. Um, I mean, he, I, I, from what, what he said, seen in the interviews, he seems very passionate about, you know, building up the MLS. Um, he even had a whole thing about how he was, he was not happy that the U S didn't qualify for the Olympics because he wants the U S to succeed because if the U S is doing well, that means Mexico is also going to be doing well as well. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of as well. Um, so I mean, Chicharito's all in, man. Um, you know, he, he, he's the, you know, the top leading goal scorer for Mexican national team. Um, I mean, you, you kind of heard us talk about, about Chicharito a little bit earlier when, when, when Chris or texted us. But, um, no, yeah, for sure. I think Chicharito's just on a tear, man. Like, he looks really good. Um, but Seattle, Seattle looks really good as well. I mean, yeah, they did I mean, come off, they came off of a draw, uh, recently, but I mean, had a really big win. Had a lot of answered a lot of questions about how they were going to be with losing a lot. Of, well, not losing a lot, but they lost some players from that from that team that made it to the MLS Cup final. Um, obviously, you have um, uh, Morris, uh, Jordan Morris, who is out because of that injury that he he picked up while on his loan on Swan City. Um, and they're answering it back, man. They're looking good. They're scoring goals. I mean, clearly Raúl Ruiz Diaz is a factor um, for this team. Um, Jao Paulo looks really good in the midfield. Um, it's, it, I, you know, 
don't count out Seattle. Seattle still looks like a team that could still uh, make a make an appearance in the playoffs and even makes uh, turn them heads and make it to the final again. Yep. So I mean, on this one, who do you got? Um, I think I think they look way too good right now. Uh, I mean, obviously Seattle's a different beast, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Galaxy. I think the Galaxy uh, uh, keeps a winning streak going. Okay. Okay. Or starts a winning streak to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I have to agree with you too. I mean, LA Galaxy has been looking good, so I'm, I'm thinking LA Galaxy is gonna take it. Okay, so that's only one that we agree on this one. <laughs> so there you go. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and take another break and we're going to wrap things up with three up, three down. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. My cable bill's through the roof again. Why don't you switch to Fubo TV? What is Fubo TV? Fubo TV is a streaming service that provides over 100 channels and without the hassle of a cable contract. So you can cancel at any time. Mm, that sounds too good to be true. Well, if you go to the bio of our Instagram or Twitter at InsternameFC, click on the link tree and go to our Fubo TV link, you can get start a seven-day free trial. Not only will you be freeing yourself from cable, but you will also be supporting the Insername FC podcast and the Unhinged Sports Network. I'm going to start my seven-day free trial. Three down. And today's topic is growing up. Yay. So it's a pretty broad topic. I usually try to keep these topics broad as hell just because, I don't know, makes things more interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so growing up, it's all up to interpretation. Anybody can view it differently than the other person. So Spencer did send us his three up, three down. And uh, let's go ahead and see what he has to say for the three down. Three down, having to wake up on Saturdays because my mom and dad won't let me sleep in. <laughs> you know, it's funny in, in Hispanic homes. That's true. When, uh, when, the, clean, kids, when the cleaning when commences. Hear, um, Luis Miguel, uh, Marco Antonio Solis, Juan Gabriel. Who else am I missing? I mean, well, my family it was always like Aniceto Molina and shit. Okay. And Brindis and. I mean, well, for me, for my fa- for my mom, it's actually uh, church music, so uh, a lot of gospel, Spanish gospel. Mm. You no, know, my mom likes that. She actually does like some bluegrass. That's a little bit country by my mom. Hmm. Um. Funny enough, I actually do, like, whenever I'm in the car with my mom, we probably listen to country music. Oh. Just because I know, like, there's no cussing. There's no... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just curious, though. I'm wondering what his parents woke him up to do. Like, did they take him to go, wow? Did they did they tell him that he had to do, go cut the grass? I think it's I just did. so he won't sleep in. Hmm. Like, they still wake him up early, so he, like, to, like, get the habit of you gotta still wake up early. Like, you know, like, I guess. Man. My I mom guess. was a drill instructor, man. Whenever she woke me and my brother up for school. Oh, yeah. School was one thing, but Saturdays, uh, shit. No, Saturdays, I'd sleep in. Well, I'd sleep I'd in. I'd wake up. I'd wake up to I'd wake watch up. cartoons. I w- yeah, I guess so. I mean, so there's that. Um, I don't know if he's doing chores, though. Number two, wearing clothes. Wearing whatever clothes my mom thought looked good. Bro, I can relate to that so much, bro. Oh, man. that, that That's just horrible. Trust me. Like, You'd want, let's say, for example, you'd want like the baggy jean shorts. Oh no, these are nicer. You get the freaking uh, over the knee jean shorts instead. Oh man, what's worse is when 
I don't know about any other parents, but my mom for sure. If she sees that I put my pants on my waist, she doesn't like it. Like she wants like all my belly button. Well, yeah. Oh no, no, I wear on my waist. Yeah, I wear I wear pants on my waist. But like, so whenever I'm wearing pants, she's like, "Why does he look so baggy in the bottom?" I'm like, no, this is how normal people wear pants. But it's called a waistline, not a not a belly button, not line. a belly button line. And That's then, an so equator. Like, and then she like always lifts my shirt. She always lifts my shirt up to see where my belly button is. Oh, and then she's like, "Well, it's because you don't put it right." And then she like lifts my pants, and I'm like, uh, "Give me a Chinese. in the process, give me a wedgie." Yeah, <laughs> but um, my dad, my dad was like that with the whole uh, make sure you tuck in your shirt, make sure your pants aren't sagging. Which even now in today's culture, I don't understand why kids sag now or even grown ups sag. Like I don't, I really don't get Pop that culture. shit. That makes no fucking sense. Uh, Just people uh, that they like do it, so they do it. I always hated it, even in high school. Like I never did it. It was just dumb to me. That's you, though. I mean, I didn't. I didn't sag. You can't run. I didn't sag either. But I mean, I I mean, I know people that sag. You have to grip. You have to literally grip the shorts from falling off if you have to run. That was funny with people that sag when when skinny jeans was a thing. It just looked like they just like shitted on themselves. (laughs) Yes. But yeah. So number two, wearing whatever clothes my mom thought looked good. And he has, he has the emoji, palm face emoji. So I wonder what he wore. Now I'm really curious. Spence, you're gonna have to get back on us with this. I need a I need a, pic- I need a picture. I need a picture, Spencer. That boy's gonna be wearing suspenders and glasses, bro. <laughs> Dang, making, I'm making him look like Steve Urkel, Urkel, bro. Steve Urkel. <laughs> them high rise, them high rise pants, nice dress shoes and stuff. I don't know if you talking about. Okay, see. No, no, I'm really. Do you remember wearing like you had your Sunday pair of shoes and then you had your regular day shoes? No, I literally, if I fucked up my regular shoes, that was it. I, I basically, I I got church shoes. shoes. I know I didn't get church shoes. I literally, if those were the ones that I got dirty or something, my mom would wash them and read, and I would uh, have them like basically wear dress shoes. No, I wore tennis shoes and jeans. I had to okay, my own there. Well, if you saw me in church, I was not wearing jeans. I wasn't wearing dress shoes. I was I was in dress clothes. Like, hey, I was wearing dress pants. I started I was wearing, wearing dress. I was wearing a button-up shirt. The only time I ever wore dress stuff was like for my first communion. And, and Spencer, did you have to? I I just want I'm, like also Texas. There's like, what did you have to wear for church? I did have to do like the pull up. The, the you wearing shirt jeans, jeans and shirt. Jeans. My mom would say that's sacrilegious. Like I, I still I up. still wear jeans and shirt now. Like I'll wear whatever the hell See, I want. What's, what's so weird to me? I, I'm, not, I'm not a church going. I mean, I'm 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 anti-religion to begin with, but like, um, what's the term? Uh, theist or atheist? No, no, no. Atheist means you don't believe in God. Uh-huh. I believe in God, asshole. Oh, uh, just... either either theist or what's it? Agnostic, I guess. Um, but anyways, um, uh, but like even like if I end up deciding to go to church, I mean, I can, I can still go to church and listen to a good sermon. But um, if I go to church, I feel like I still have to dress up. Like I'll wear like a button up. I'll still wear like slacks. I can wear a suit, but I would I would dress up to go to church. Um, I think it's just because that's it's, it's instilled in me that you have to be dressed up to go to church. Mm. But um, uh, number one, when the summer ended and we had to go back to school, ooh, man, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the thing is, like, the first day, the first day of school, the I guess, like, some of the things that was kind of cool about it was just like, you know, get to see like your classmates again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I hung out with everybody from school. Um, there were certain people I hung out with outside of school, but I mean, like, not 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 everybody. So, 
No, no, the first day of school, there's some excitement to it. Yeah, the, the thing is, I was just going back to school. Um, but my senior, I don't know why, I think my senior year, was, it was my most exciting. And I think it's just because I'm like, oh man, it's my last time. Last time I had to do a first day of school. What was I wrong about that one? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But obviously college is different from like high school, but like with a school in general, but um, oh yeah, man, like I just... I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I think it's just because, you know, you, the summer where you got to, like, you didn't have to, like, wake up early, you could just stay in, unless you had a job, I mean, depending on, like, obviously as a kid, you know. You didn't really get a job, but you did have those uh, chores or anything like or that. Or you did, like, a summer camp or something, or or for your case, you went to El Salvador for yeah, two I weeks. Yeah, never fucking did summer camp. I'm kind of glad about that, honestly. I never did a summer camp. Well, no, I take the back, I did do summer, I did, uh, well, it wasn't summer camp, like, you know, go, go in go out and be a scout or something like that or go out into a cabin or anything like that but um i was a i was an rotc kid um so we did go to a summer camp so it was, essentially it was kind of like they sent you out to a military base and we went out and did obstacle courses uh repelled and all that um i mean it was it was it was interesting it was cool for me like i like i love repelling it's funny like like if I'm, i said this before i'm not a fan of heights but you you'll see me jump off of a sixty foot tower. <laughs> yeah, which is the 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 irony of of me. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no. So okay, so to reiterate, Spencer's bottom three, um, it's having to wake up on Saturdays because my mom and dad wouldn't let me sleep in. Number two, wearing whatever clothes my mom thought looked good, palm face emoji. And number one, when the summer ended and we had to go back to school. All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to go? First? I can go first. All right. All right, so to me, number three, waking up for school is a hell of a lot better than waking up for work. Okay. So I, I, because I, trust me, right now, even now, I'm just like, man, adulting is hard. (laughs) I'm like, but it's like when you, when you contemplate and you're like, oh, you know what? Like when you're a kid, you're like, man, I can't wait to grow up so I can wake up whenever I want. Yeah. No, that's not how it works, kiddo. That's not how it works. I got a question for you. Would you rather work the night shift or would you rather work day shift? A day shift. Because I, I still need shit to get done as an adult. And um, think about it this way. If they have like 24 hours, I'm not saying Walmart. I'm saying if they have 24. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying uh, I give them um, uh, 24 hour Walmart store, super stores that I'm saying like as soon as I get out of the store I gotta go to the store or as soon as I get out of work I gotta get uh, I go to the store or whatever and then that's it no I'm not like it's just not not doing it like I can't bro like I can't do the night shift because because yeah. you don't you don't like it's it's been there's been some uh, research you can't do um tests or they've been tests you can't sleep the full eight hours during the day your body somehow is like no you can't but I, during the well, night i don't know about that i mean the only reason why i say that because like obviously once again kind of going back to me and spencer's past we were in the marine corps together um and we we worked in in the air wing so we worked uh, he was a he worked in power lines and then i worked in uh, flight equipment um both completely different <laughs> uh jobs because he worked on the on the aircraft engine, and I worked on the on what what pilots wear, uh, pilots wear, and their uh, basically their survival equipment, um, their their oxygen systems. That's what I worked on. Where where Spencer had to 
<laughs> work on the engines. <laughs> oh, right, um, right, right. So, but night, so night crew, it was, it was two, it was, there, there could be three crews, but normally it's night crew and day crew. Day crew, I mean, you'd come in, I would say roughly like six in the morning, um, and then be off by four or I guess 1600. Um, so pretty basic. And then night crew came in around, no, four o'clock, 1600. And then they would go till like what till everything was done. So it wasn't necessarily like like we could do we we would have we could do like twelve on twelve off, which would be like day crew would work twelve hours and then night crew would work twelve hours, or there'd be just like regular days. So like night crew they'll just they'll work till like everything's done. So that could be like four in the morning or midnight or two a.m. Like it just it it, it could be honestly anything, but uh. You wanted to work on night crew, just not because like not because everything was so relaxed. Like yeah. it wasn't as like because obviously all the officers are gone. Like it's just you. It's just all enlisted. Whereas on day crew, you, you yeah you got like you at least get to like do something afterwards. Because I mean night crew. The thing I would say that sucked was just you would get work, go to bed, wake up, go to work. So you didn't like get any. You didn't try to do anything unless you wanted like to deprive yourself from some sleep to like maybe do something it, it was just interesting but yeah like i i think um i look back at it i think i still rather be day crew um even though like night crew i did have like a lot of fond memories of being on night crew but yeah day crew bro uh day crew is probably where it's at okay um all right so yeah but yeah that's what i hate about growing, growing up was like i'd rather i'd rather wake up going to school than to go to work like hands down i'd rather go to school but I guess you could say that was our job. Um, number number two. So that one is kind of like what Spence said with the whole mom thing. Like how your parents picked clothes for you. Like whether it was for church or for school. Because trust me, I had, I mean, trust me, you saw me. Freaking jeans, all the, like really high jeans. I never had like the baggy jeans until like my brothers passed me down their freaking clothes. And then that was it. And then it was just, it was just bad altogether. So I kind of had to cop that one from him. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it was really bad in my, in my situation. Cause for one, my brothers would pass down the clothes, not even to me, but to my sister. And then my sister would wear them. And then I would have to wear them. Bilma, remember? She would have, oh, yeah. So that, that just, sucked. sometimes I would get like the pants all tore up from the bottom cause she was short. Mm-hmm. And my t- brothers are tall, so she would have to like ha- do the fucking shit. And then when she would get, to, they would get to mm-hmm. me. Do you know it up? Yeah, uh, it was like I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, damn, like you're that's fucked up. Uh, so we listening to this. Damn it! Like I ended up getting ratty ass close sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, that was my number two as well. And then my number one is knowing the chance that you can't get it back. Like you can't growing up. You can't go back to your childhood and try to redo it all over again. That's the the main one that I don't. That's my down. You can't go back. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Okay. No, what about you? Uh, you want to reiterate your? Oh, my mine. Yeah. Uh, my number three is rather wake up for school than for work. My number two is the clothing my parents would pick out for me. Ali, I swear to God, it was mostly polos and all. I had to tie. I took my shirt, and my number one 
is that the like the fact that I know that I can't go back to my childhood and restart it all over again. Okay. So for me, number three, um, <laughs> it's you know it, it it from from what I learned from going to college versus like going to school. I was very lucky to have some some teachers in school that like put so much effort to make sure that I I made sure I I got the information, especially because I was such a lazy student. Um, and, and one of the teachers that I always think of, uh, her name was Miss Fairbanks. Oh, um, I remember was, her. But Miss Fairbanks, she got on me. Like I mean, literally the first thing, the, like the first day of school, she looked at me. She's like, "You're Hector." I was like, "Yeah, I hear you're lazy." And I was like, well, damn, like, <laughs> like God damn. But I was like, uh, she's like, yeah, Miss Hawkins told me about you. She said, you're smart, but you're lazy. And she's like, I'm going to make sure you, like, I mean, I got detention, not necessarily detention, but she gave me like mandatory study sessions with her. So like I could either do it after school or like during my lunch period, I would have to go to Miss Fairbanks's office and work on the assignment with her but she made sure like it wasn't like she was like holding my hand through it she was uh, just making sure that i got the information so like i was doing the work but i you know like so when i look back at that like and i mean i'm not saying that college is it's, it, that's how it is but you gotta realize like you have so many students you have so many class periods that like certain unless you're like working with professors that are for your degree i'm talking obviously i'm talking about like the general classes like math science all that shit um you know, you're just a student, like you're just a number, you know, you're, you're just, you're just someone that's attending the class. So a lot of it is on you. Like you got to read the material. You got to like make sure that you comprehend it. And, and so like, I, I, for sure, I, one, I'm glad that I went to the Marines before I went to college because I would have definitely not done well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think um, learning that, you know, you know, that the difference between like, you know, primary school versus, you know, college, like it's, it's massive and it's a lot of responsibility, but I think that's like, I, I, I would feel that there should be more preparation with that. But I mean, obviously that's up to the student because there's some kids that like they go to college and they just got it. They get it. And then there are those that just, they just don't handle, they can't handle pressure of that. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Trust me. Like I, I didn't handle college well. I mean, shit, what? I didn't even finish a full degree. I just got my basics and that was it. Um, then I just got stuck with, Toyota and then I'm there. Yeah. I don't really I wasn't really made for school, bro. Like maybe if I would have done something else, then I would have like probably pursued school? Yeah, I probably would have pursued something else. Not even that, but like hell, I wanted to join the military, remember? Yeah. And then my parents gave me the whole I'm gonna die shit. And then I was like, I'm not gonna die. I tried carrying your shooting them and shit. I couldn't do it. And they just fucking they basically died. Like they basically said I was gonna die. And so I mean, if I would have probably gone to the military, I probably would have followed something else. So, but yeah. Um, my number two is, um, yeah, having having uh, your parents dress you. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all have that. that it's, 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 just, it's just not fun, man. Like, I think, I think when I started, when I was actually starting, when I was able to actually pick out my clothes. Um, and probably, I feel like once I probably high school, maybe high, maybe like middle, like high school, middle school going into high school. Um, because I think once we, once like, once you like actually are able to like pick out what you like to wear, 
from I, I don't know about your parents, but I think my mom for sure. Like once she got like an idea of how I like to dress, she kind of just like went with it. Not necessarily like okay, if I was wearing like some really off the wall shit, like maybe she wouldn't like, want me to be wearing that. But like I know this is gonna sound <laughs> so douchey. Uh, I liked wearing polos from Express and uh, and Aeropostale. I wasn't a Hollister guy. I think I think I, I was like there's douchey and then there's Hollister douchey, and I just didn't think I was Hollister douchey um, material. But um, I think my mom, when she saw that, I guess she was like, you know, I think their parents are just concerned. They're like, oh my god, what does my kid want to wear? Yeah. And then when she realized I just like wearing soccer jerseys and polo shirts and then t-shirts that have like a funny picture on it, she's like, okay, my kid's not that stupid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, like I, I remember, uh, cause I mean, once I started, like when she realized like I like wearing polos, like I feel like I got a lot, I got, I got a lot of polos afterwards. Um, and then she, she saw like wearing like, like, you know, khaki shorts or at one point jean shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like, yeah, cause I mean, I think when you're, when you're, when you're a kid, like when you finally get to like pick what you want to wear, it's so much different and it sucks cause. I don't think my niece gets that. <laughs> I think like she definitely gets to like pick what she wants to wear, and I and I hate that because I'm like you got to earn that. But I'm honestly kind of grateful because you know like I, I do feel like clothing, weirdly enough, does make is kind of a representation of who you are. Like what you wear shows like what kind of person you are. Yeah. In some sense, like it, it gives you an idea of what this person is. Yeah, exactly. Like something as simple as a band. Okay, maybe maybe not banties because I know some people. I've seen some people wear Slayer shirts, and they don't know who Slayer is. And I was like, huh. what the fuck? Anyways, so that's my number two. And number one, um, paying bills. Paying bills. Yeah. Paying bills, man. It, 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 I mean, you'll probably hear this in my three up, but like, you know, you're like all excited. Like, you know, when, you, when you're getting money and you're like, dang, man, I'm paying for my own shit now. Like, you know, I get to, I can take my date out and not have to like ask for money from my parents, you know, shit like that. But then once you have like your first sense of responsibility where you have to pay bills, you're like, man, this sucks. This really sucks. You know, uh, you know what's funny? Um, there was a video of this kid. I think he got his first ever paycheck. Mm. And I mean, this kid was so excited. Like he was so eager. I think I remember. I think I remember this. He was super happy. Like he was like, oh man, I'm about to, I'm about to spend some money. Like I, I don't know what he said. I think he maybe he said that he's gonna buy some shoes or some shit. Um, but he was just so happy, and you you just see the face of well, you don't see the dad's face because he's holding the camera, but you see his brother, his older. I'm guessing his older brother. Like their faces are just like, oh man, you're about to hate what you're about to win. As soon as he opens that that check, and you see he's like, how much he got, and then the deductibles, like the social the, security, the security and everything uh, like ta- that, all the yeah. taxes and all that. Bro, he, he busted. Was, yeah, he. I think he cried. Yeah, he cried. He was, was so just, pissed. I think he wanted to throw it away. I was just laughing. Because, like, and it was funny. It was, like, you were the brother. You were that brother. You were that dad. Like, you were just like, oh, man, this kid doesn't even know. But, yeah, you know, like, it's a it's a cool feeling knowing that you're finally getting paid. Like, you're getting, it's your money. Because it, I, um, at least with, okay, maybe not with my mom, but maybe with my dad. I think he was like, hey, it's your money. You know, you spend it how you want to spend it. Obviously, at that time, I didn't have any responsibilities like paying bills or anything like that. But then when you get older, you're like, man, I got to pay this, got to pay that. 
I gotta make sure I have enough money to pay for that. So now you're like trying to like, you get, you get, you really start doing math. It's funny how people like that hate, that hated math in school. Now they're really doing math because they gotta like calculate like, okay, it, once I pay this, this, and this, I can afford to pay that, <laughs> to buy that. Or like, do I buy that or do I use that to, to like, so I can overlap some more money? It's, it's, just, it's a funny process how that works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, paying bills suck. So yeah, number one is paying bills. So number three is uh, the realization that everything's up to you now when you go to college. <laughs> yeah. Um, number two, obviously wearing the clothes that your parents make you wear. Mm-hmm. And number one, uh, paying bills. All right, all right. Okay. All right, for Spencer's three up, working on cars with my dad. Yeah. So I, 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 I definitely know uh, Spencer's relationship with his father. Uh, yeah, I mean, he told me, he told me about it and obviously his father, uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, I mean, not recently, but his father did pass away and yeah, he would, he always told us about his connection with, with cars and his dad. And, um, he actually, as a matter of fact, has a tattoo that of a, of a, of a, of a, I forgot. I think it's a car part. I don't Is it a piston? I think it's a piston, but I could be wrong. This is a cylindrical kind of thing and then like a, I think bottom, that's what it like was. a dog bone I don't remember vaguely I could, it could it could either be a piston or it could be a wrench for all I know <laughs> if it, okay is there a circle on no, one I, I'm confident that it is a piston I'm like super confident Dude. that it is but then I'm also not entirely sure <laughs> okay because it's not like I look it's not like I stare at Spencer's arm like all day like, it's not like <laughs> Spencer, I, know ta- I know he's a tattoo to commemorate his dad if you're hearing this please let us know if it's a Monkey wrench. And I guess, yeah, be grateful that he doesn't stare at your arm. But yeah, so no, yeah, so we're in number three working on cars with his dad. That's badass. Number two, stealing my brother's explicit CD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Well, actually, I can't say that for my, my brother because my brother's CD, <laughs> my, my brother, me and my brother's music tastes were very different. My, my first, my first ever explicit CD was Nelly's Country Grammar. You mean my CD of Nelly's Country Grammar? No. Remember, my sister ended up getting it from me. Like, she bought it for me. Oh, yeah. And then after that, you got your own. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And did the the whole Chandler thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got it before you did. No, I ended up getting it from my... My sister was the one that bought it for me. She was like, hey, I got you a present. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't necessarily... Like, I found an NWA album. Oh, nice. NWCD. That was my, I guess, technically my first explosive CD. Um, so, NWA. Um, I don't know how. I think I just found it one day. I don't really know. If, if you really think about it, a lot, a lot of the Spanish music that our parents listened to wasn't really, like, you know exquisite. Crazy? No, what's crazy was, um, I remember one day I was looking through my dad's CDs. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if I was helping him. I, I think he just moved into my stepmom's house. And so, we were, we were going looking through his CDs. I don't I don't really fucking remember what I was doing. I it was, I just know one day I was at my dad's house. Um, well, not my dad's house. My, 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 my stepmom's house. And um, I remember I was just looking through my dad's music. He has like a shit ton of CDs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he had like the, the things I would expect him to have. Vicente Fernandez, Los Bukis. Um, He had, uh, my dad likes also disco. So like Donna Summers and, and he likes the Beatles. Yeah. But the thing that wilded me out was my dad had a CD of Pantera. Nice. Didn't expect that. I don't even think he really knew what it was. I think he just randomly had a seat. Like, he, he probably thought the writing was cool. <laughs> you know, part of me kind of thinks it was my uncle. Like, it was my uncle's CD. Like, oh, I think, because okay. I know my uncle liked, uh, liked a lot of, like, the, 
lot of rock music as well. Dang, man, I think about my my uncle. Um, but but yeah, part of me kind of thinks it was my uncle because I was like, there's no way my dad listens to this. My my uncle, my my Theo Hector is a lot cooler to be my my my. I was like, my uncle Hector is probably a lot cooler enough to listen to Pantera. <laughs> but yeah, damn. So yeah, so so yeah, number two, stealing my brother's explosive CDs. Uh, number one, summer at at Granny's. Wow, I'm actually surprised. This is definitely wouldn't be on on my three. No. <laughs> but I mean, he everybody has a different relationship with their grandparents. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know. And I know and was, and I was really close. Yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, I can't say visiting grandma wasn't 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 not fun. I mean, you know, she you would get a lot of food, a lot, a lot of, food. of sweets. A lot of baked goods. Let's put it this okay, way. Yeah, yeah I was about goods. to say, uh, I don't know about like, like candy or anything like that, but I know for sure like pandosa. A lot of, ga- uh, yeah, a lot of uh, baked goods. Uh, bread, sweet bread for people that don't, don't know Spanish. Um, but also, it, the, the, the only thing I would say about my grandma's, the visiting my grandma wasn't necessarily like the, the funnest was um, whenever she read the Bible for yeah. me and my brother. And so my brother gets anxiety when people talk about the end of the world or death. And uh, I don't know what it is about my grandma, but she seemed to have, have fun of reading uh, Apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse, yeah. Uh, Revelations. Revelations. Revelations and Apocalypse, too. Is no, Apocalypse no, no, Revelations is the one that it shows the end of the world. Yeah, so, so, um, or not she, really, sure, so she just kept going to that part of the Bible, and next thing you know, Horace starts heavily breathing, and <laughs> and then he goes, runs to the bathroom to go puke up a storm. Um, and I just can think of, all I can think of to myself is like, every time, Every time, every time, <laughs> like it never failed. Like I'm just like, you not see the trend here? Like you're like, you're like damn near killing the poor boy. <laughs> yeah, I never said it to my grandma because obviously, of course, um, <laughs> smack, spank, whatever have you, everything. No, I mean, but yeah. So number one for Spencer is uh, summers with Granny. Uh, so to reiterate his three up is working on cars with my dad. Uh, stealing my brother's explicit CDs and summers and my grannies. Nice. All right. So I guess I will go. So. All right. So number three is growing up. You get to eat whatever you want. Yeah. Like oh my God. when, okay. When you're a kid, you know, your parents cook for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah your now parents cook older, for you. Okay. Yeah. Now that I'm older, it's like, even, uh, even before then, but I think I was in second grade when I first started cooking and I fucked up by not putting oil in the pan. So I just went ahead and tried to fucking fry an egg. That shit was stuck on there. We had to throw away the pan. That's when they explained to me, hey, you need to put oil. Oil, oil or butter. Oil or butter, whatever have you. But then, then, but second grade, I started learning how to cook eggs, fried eggs, scrambled, whatever. Second grade, so I'm seven years old. So I'm like, holy shit. I mean, you were also paying bills <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> he wasn't paying the bills. He was paying, paying the bills for his parents. Yeah, pretty much. I was the one writing the checks and everything. I was the one that was actually going to them for the, um, when you go to those um, I feel like protests. you knew too much about your family's finances. But I didn't really care about them. All I wanted to make sure is that the cable bill was paid so I could watch Justice League. <laughs> priority, man. Yeah. It's just funny because I feel like, um, uh, I don't know about, to be honest, I don't, I just know, like, like in TV shows, like, because I really can't tell you from like personal reference, but like, for some reason, like that episode King of the Hill where Hank just didn't want to mention finances to Bobby. Yeah, so that was just the only thing I was wondering. Well, no, I mean, well, I, I didn't ever pay attention to it. 
But yeah, that was that's my number two or my number three is I got to eat whatever I wanted because you know I grew up, I learned how to cook, and even then, hell, I'll still go out and get a pizza if I want. Hell, I could go get a pizza right now, right after this, you know, after this. So, um, but yeah, that's number three. Number two is um, actually staying up late, but actually physically being able to because when you're little, you want to stay up late. You want to you pass out, but you pass out because your body isn't used to it. But then, as slowly as you get into your teens, and maybe even after your teens, you you realize, oh shit, I can stay up till four or five in the morning, six in the morning, coffee, espresso shots, Red Bull, whatever have you. All the stuff that you couldn't do when you were a kid, you can do it. Some of them are not a good idea. Okay, let's put it this way: a lot of them are not a good idea. But it's like something you always wanted to do as a kid. And then you do, you know, for example, fuck, I went out drinking with uh, Steven and them and they did it like for my birthday. They took me out to a pool hall. They fucked me up so bad with a bunch of mixed shots and um, Coronas and Dos Equis and shit all over the shit. And then they, the last thing, Leonel gave me something called a purple mint. I don't know what it was, or a slippery nipple or some bullshit ass drink that was minty as fuck. And then I drank it. Mind you, I had two tequila shots before, a vodka, and then maybe like six Dos Equis and six Coronas. And then that shot, that shot apparently had all the minty drinks, whatever. As soon as I walked out, the whole world was moving sideways and left and right and all kinds of shit. As soon as I got home, that's it. It was, it was done. But yeah, so number two is being able to stay up as late as I could. Uh, and my number one is actually learning how to drive stick shift. Yeah, that was actually one of the fun things out of my life, even though it wasn't my dad that taught me because he was the one that would basically be yelling at me and telling me that I was doing it all wrong. Then my cousin showed up, Israel, and then he showed up in his car and he's like, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. And I was like, are you sure? And I was like, all right, whatever, fast and furious, here I come. <laughs> sure enough, he was chill with the whole thing, teaching me how to drive like that. And I did it. Well, I mean, because Israel was very relatable. Oh, I think yeah. he was like, because he was like, he wasn't like, Old, 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 but he was young. Yeah, like, he was also young with us. So. He was like, we were like, what, 13, 14. And he was like in his 20s. Mm-hmm. So he was just, he was like, yeah, go so ahead. He, it. he got yeah. it. He and then I learned how, I learned how to drive a stick and I learned how to drive stick shift in his truck. Mind you, his truck was fucking a 92 or 93 GMC 1500 fucking big ass clutch. I'm like over here fucking maybe like a buck 20, a buck 30 trying to learn how to fucking drive a freaking big ass burra. And now, and now I can drive six shift, whatever you hand it to me. So that's my number one. So to reiterate, my number three is I got to eat whatever I want. Number two, I can stay up late. My number one is I got to learn how to drive stick shift as I was growing up. I would love to have that same experience all over again. It was fun. Okay. All right. So for me, number three, um, getting a paycheck. Um, I mean, <laughs> all right. Uh, even though my, my, my mom was very upfront about that she didn't want me and my brother work while we were in high school um she wanted she you know our job was to go to school that was our job yeah um i i wanted to work i, I wanted to get a job because i you know i felt like even though i knew my mom had it like she my mom was never that person where she needed help she never took like you know she never took handouts she wasn't that person um because she she worked her she worked her ass off for for everything that she has um and she was really, she's very smart financially. Like she saved her money very well. She was like, I mean, she obviously also because she doesn't 
you know, she doesn't waste it. But um, um, I still wanted to like help her out in some way, even if it was just to give her like twenty bucks. I I still wanted to do that, and so behind her back, uh, I got a job at Kroger. Um, and so like, but like I remember the, the day I got my first paycheck, it felt it just it felt like yeah I, I knew I, I but I also already knew going into it that my paycheck wasn't going to be amazing. Um, I knew about the whole like the, uh, the 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 deductibles that come in from their paycheck, but it was still like for someone that's in high school, that's still a pretty good amount of money. I didn't have any bills, I didn't have any responsibilities. Um, at that time, I didn't have a girlfriend, so I didn't have to worry about you know paying for dates. Um, and then I remember just going going up to my mom and then giving her, I believe I gave her like eighty bucks. Like, and I'm pretty sure that was like half my paycheck. Um, but. <laughs> I remember giving her 80 bucks and it felt great. Like I just, I love the fact. And I remember I was like, no, no, you take it. You keep it. That's your money. I was like, yeah, it's my money. I can, you you know, use it however I want. And I want to give you this. Like it, it, it just felt cool. It, like not cool. It just felt great. It felt, it just made me feel, I don't know. I just felt responsible. And so that was pretty cool for me. Um, it was just kind of like, my way, of, even though I knew it was never, it never will, no matter what. And I mean, I can speak this for like a lot of guys that, uh, that grew up, that just, that just, I'm not necessarily guys that just grew up with a single parent, but just in general with their parents, like nothing's ever going to be enough to show your, 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 not satisfaction, your, your appreciation for your parents. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, I can, I can, like, if I end up being successful and, and like, you know, getting, you know, you know, somehow this shit blows up and we have like the most profitable podcast in the world. I highly doubt it, but, <laughs> but I'm going to aim like it is, um, you know, like even if I'm able to give my mom like the house that she wants and like give her the garden that she wants, like it's, it's never going to be, to me, it's never going to be enough to show how much I appreciate her. But like that, that, and like, it's, it's still my motivation to this day is to make my mom be able to get my mom to retire. Um, which I mean, my the clock is kind of ticking because you know my mom, my mom's at the age where she can retire. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be the one who retires. <laughs> um, but but yeah. So number three is just your first, just being able to get paid, like have your own money. First, first paycheck, gotcha. Well, not first paycheck, just being able to have your own money. Right. Um, number two is uh is you know you you make your own decisions, right? And and, and from and like. People that, if you ever work with me, um, specifically right now at the golf course, um, everyone always, like, not necessarily that they ask me for permission or something like that, but someone's like, hey, man, is it cool if I leave early? And I'm like, hey, man, you're grown. That's my answer. Not, it's not like me being, like, a dick. a dick or anything, but, like, you're a grown man. Like, if you want to leave early, that's that's totally up that's to up you. That's up to you, right. Like, and, and, and I mean, some of them are like, no, I'm just asking, so, I, you know, I don't want to feel like you're, you know, you get mad that, like, I leave you and next thing you know, like, you know, a bunch of shit just happens. Like, you know, like, don't get mad. I'm like, look, man, like, once again, I go back. You're a grown man. You make your own decisions. Um, if you feel like you can go, you, you can go. I was like, I mean, it's not like they just, like, leave me out to dry or anything like that. They usually just right. kind of, like, whatever they if, whatever they do, they take care of their area first, and then they leave. Right. But, like, they just usually ask if they could just leave a little bit earlier. Just It's usually near the end of the day. It's not like yeah. So that's why I always tell them, like, you're a grown man. Like, you can make your own life choice. So, like, just because I'm saying, like, you know, make your own decisions doesn't mean that, like, they're all going to be good. Like you, But that's the part that I think is great is that you have to accept the, the result. Like, whether it's good or bad, the fact that you're able to make your own choices 
is kind of that part that comes in with being for growing up. Yeah, and it's a good and to me. It's a good thing, right? And then my number one, and ironically, was the fact that I was able to join the Marine Corps. Nice. Um, it was something that most people knew that that's what I wanted to do since I was a kid was join the military, specifically join the military. Didn't ever want to tell anybody because I felt like everyone was going to get scared when I said the Marine Corps, but it was to join the Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I knew it wasn't going to be a popular choice. I knew a lot of people in my family were going to try to uh, to go against it because, one, they didn't want me to do it. Um, but the other thing was just like, uh, but it was something that I wanted to do. I felt like it was a thing I needed to do. Um, no one likes me saying the the you know the whole patriot thing of I just want to serve my country. Mm-hmm. But that's really what it was. I just wanted to serve my country. Um, I know everyone has their feelings of how this country is, and and I and I and I'm and I'm with it. You've heard me plenty of times tell uh, tell you how I feel about certain issues that involve this country, and but that doesn't mean I don't love this country. Um, this country has done a lot for me and my family, and that's something that that's kind of what pushed me to want to be in the military. Um, everyone has like their own and I mean has their own choices why they go do certain things and and this was for me the what I needed to do um like I said I knew it wasn't a popular decision but it was a decision I needed to make and I think it was definitely the right decision because I am where I am now because of it all right well you know thank you for your service I don't don't like I definitely hate when people say thank you for your service it's not like it's not it's not like I it's not like I hate it but yeah I hate it I, I it's, it's just because it's like expected. I, I don't. I, it's like I don't do this. I didn't do it for the thanks. For thanks, I just did it because I wanted to do it. Um, that's like, that's like uh, for me. It's like, are you? You know, like it's gonna sound stupid, but uh, you know, people that pick up their tra- pick up a, a piece of trash and throw it throw it into a trash can. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do it. They wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of like some people probably walk by that same piece of trash and not do anything. Or you could, with it, you could use that. You, you could be like um, the guy that with the with the carts. You know, you're a customer. You don't just leave the carts in the parking lot. You see another one that's right there while you're putting yours away. You go ahead and grab it, stick it together, put it in the little go kart area of, of like Walmart or whatever super or store you're at. You know, I'm pretty sure they appreciate it, but they're not going to be like, "Oh, thank you." You know, like you know, you just okay. I did it because it's a good deed. You don't want to be the one. Mm-hmm. to be a dick yeah, yeah so um i don't know if it's, I, I feel like there's some people that feel the same way about the the whole thank you for your service thing but i know there's also those that love being like yeah edward can even tell you i hate like asking for a military discount he has not the only I, time, I, I think the only time he ever did was like maybe a couple of years ago for when they did like the ihop thing but ever since the whole pancake ordeal, yeah. ever since the whole pancake ordeal, you kind of just you never did it again. Well, so for Veterans Day, I know IHOP gives you a free Grand Slam, but that's not happening anymore. <laughs> um, I might have to find a new breakfast spot for Veterans Day. No, I wonder if I could substitute my pancakes for something. Maybe I could. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your uh, what's your three to reiterate? To reiterate, um, uh, being able to get have your own money um number two was uh making decisions mm-hmm. making your own decisions and um number one was well join the military all right all right so cool 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 all right man so that is the show thanks for listening um we want to go ahead and give a shout out to the unhinged sports network you can follow them on twitter at network unhinge uh, they also have an instagram it's at unhinged sn Hopefully that 
Hopefully that gives them motivation to be active on that. Uh, sorry, 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 Jim Ringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look, I'm saying your name right. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, follow them on their social media platforms. Help us blow, uh, blow this up. Congratulations on 20,000 listeners on uh, on unhingedsn.com. And obviously, they, they hit 200 followers on Twitter as well. So we're slowly but gradually, we're, we're, we're growing, man. We're growing. We're, we're growing. Doing, we're doing some great things there. So if you guys want to know when we are live, obviously follow us on social media on on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC, but also on Twitter at Network Unhinged because they let you know who's playing at what time um, by giving you a heads up schedule, but then also dropping immediately when they are live. So make sure you follow them so you know when we're on. Also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez and A&G Graphics for the creation of the InsertNameFC logo. You've seen our logo. You love our logo. We love our logo. And we love Alejandra Gomez. Um, she does a great job. And if you guys want a logo created for yourselves, or you just want a nice graphic done, maybe for your business, or just for yourself, well, hit her up on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, a.g.graphics with an X on Instagram. So you can hit her up and have her do some work for you. And of course, shout out to our main man, our everything, our most underrated thing in the world, the the namesake of the Player of the Year Award, Roosevelt Spencer, possibly yeah. related to Octavia Spencer. <laughs> possibly. I mean, they're both from Alabama. There's a thing. He still hasn't gotten back to us. So you guys know I don't stare at his arm looking at his tattoo. Um, but yeah, shout out to Spencer. I mean, he he does so much for us. He, he's, he's, the one, he's the reason why we have our sick beats. He's the reason for everything. Um, so, uh, shout out to Spencer. You can follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. You can hit him up. And if you guys want a collaboration, or maybe you want your own logo, your own logo, your own. Well, maybe Spencer can make make some logos, man. You never know. <laughs> uh, actually, we're not trying to have him compete with with Alejandro. Um, I think Spencer's nice enough to let Alejandro have the logos. But uh, uh, if you want a beat done for your, maybe you have. An upcoming YouTube, maybe you have your own YouTube channel, maybe you you have your podcast, maybe you're trying to make a podcast. Well, hit Spencer up and then make some beats for you. So, what the fuck was that? What I said, beats for you. <laughs> well, let Spencer make some beats for you, man. So, once again, you can follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. So that is the show, man. Uh, episode thirty four. Shout out to Hakeem Olajuwon, Nolan Ryan, and Earl Campbell. Obviously, you mean so much to the city of Houston. Um and Catch us next week for episode 30.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.